Welcome to Accounting High. So I guess the question is for accountants who, especially during busy season, if they're short on time, they have kids, they're trying to work 12-hour days, what's the secret to fitting in fitness into your life? So there's routines. Routines are like systems and processes for your life. If you could create your ideal scenario, first thing, start your day with something to create that extra space. Yeah. You know what? It's Friday at Accounting High. Make varsity, no doubt. Play on, players. Play on. Okay, drop the verse. It's going down, welcome back. Team of coaches are ready to teach promotional price packaging. No doubt, accounting high, put it down. Never about the numbers in accounts, if I can figure that out. Tell me who got hot takes and tips. Attracted teams like Coach Mack did. Price and fear patterns, mindset proactive. Still moving this forward with my homies Matt, Queen, Dave, Kenji, the original coach trainers. Outsource teams now, good load. Creating cultures with real owners, wow. Systems for when you're not around Cover much ground Stop breathing, slow down Getting paid is the only way Each and every day Recurring models great Get ready, open your mind Why? Learn and power your firm Free your time East side to the west side Pushing value price at accounting high We got tips in our bag Stacking up your cash Practice with the top of the class Clients need service because people are the purpose. Lace up, it's like phys ed, it's immersive. Friday at Accounting High, let's begin. Your people are the purpose. Make varsity, it's time to level up. Level up. People are the purpose. Make varsity, it's time to level up. Level up. Your people are the purpose. Make varsity, it's time to level up. Level up. Your people are the purpose. Make varsity. It's time to level up. Lace up. Introducing the star of our show. Nick's McKenzie and Scott Scarano. We're going to have a problem here. So today's episode today's topic is pe physical education at your accounting firm or for you as the accounting firm owner nix yeah i was thinking about this and although i'm not a fitness professional i have been doing fitness i'm 34 now so i've been doing fitness for like 30 years i've been playing soccer i mean i started playing soccer when i was like four or five years old and growing up, I played every sport. I've tried out every class. I've done CrossFit. I've done TRX. I've done Orange Theory, Barry's Boot Camp, Soul Cycle. I even did Krav Maga. I played Australian Rules Football as an adult, won five national championships. So I was thinking about it. And fitness has been a really, really big part of my life. And I remember when I graduated from college. Actually, no, my first experience 
working was an internship at KPMG. And that was the first time I had a full-time, like, real job. Yeah. And I think that summer I gained, like, 10 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, because I came from my whole life always doing something, always playing a sport, working out, going to the gym. And then it was like, okay, now I have this full-time job where I have to get there at 8 in the morning. Then you go to lunch. I remember, like, (laughs) we would spend all morning, like, me and the senior accountant, deciding where we were going to go to lunch. And then we would go to lunch and, like, this whole, like, take, like, an hour and a half. And then you'd be there till, like, 6. And by that time, you'd just be tired. And so it was just a huge adjustment for me as a very fit person going into the real world. And I struggled with that, like having the energy. So that was like just a wake-up call for me. And so when I actually got my first job at a CPA firm, I just approached it a lot differently and made fitness a priority. And then you said real world, right? And that's how, in most cases, at least in our society, like, you know, it's normal for, and I'm going to give it a prelude or a preview of an episode that we have coming up, but the guy that we recorded with yesterday, he almost weighed 400 pounds. He was sleeping in his office. He was working 100 hours during tax season. He, like, this was his life. He was eating fast food. It was so many different things. He's now down to, like, two, I think he almost got less than 200 pounds. Like, he's, like, 220 or something like that now. And he takes care of himself. But he had to change everything. He had to change the way his firm was run. He had to change the clients that they had, the team that he had, in order to change his life, too. Obviously, he's not sleeping in the office anymore. But it's just a crazy, like, correlation or parallel to for what you said. Like, you went into this and gaining 10 pounds, you probably noticed it. You probably felt different. Your whole life was shifting and that you didn't want that to be your life. No, not at all. And it's funny now. So I've been working from home for the last six or seven years, ever since I quit my CPA firm. And I feel so much better now. Like I'm 34 and I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. But when you're going to the office every day, and especially, I say like as a woman to like, I used to try to like work out in the middle of the day and I would walk to work and like a 30 minute walk to work and I'd be wearing a skirt and tennis shoes and I would walk that 30 minutes and then I would get to work and I'd put my like work shoes on and then midway through the day I'd go to the gym and then you had to like shower and get all ready again and put your clothes back on to go back to work for three more hours how much time you spend when you go to the office trying to get dressed and look good and then try to fit in working out so a lot of people I think just don't bother going through that effort like not worth the effort yeah it was like I would bring my backpack with me and I looked like a complete loser walking to work but I didn't care like I was trying to get in the workout as much as I could and the other you also feel like an outcast too because you're probably one of the only people that's going through that extra effort yeah and people always make comments about that and then also food right like when you're going to an office you're always birthday. on somebody's birthday or people are going out to lunch and you're... Or you got the payroll rep bringing donuts in for everybody. Yeah, there's always something. And like, just like working from home, you don't have all those temptations and you have so much extra time in your day. The workout that I found works best for me personally, I think for anyone, you have to figure out what you'll actually do consistently. For me, working out or playing sports has always just been like brushing my teeth or taking a shower. Like 
It's just something I have to do, some form of it every day to stay sane. But HIT workouts, and I don't know what HIT is, it's high intensity interval training have been the best for me in terms of body fat and strength. So HIIT workouts, typically you're doing short intervals that get your heart rate up to like 80%. So it's high intensity for like 30 seconds to a minute and then like a 20 second rest. And What's so I- heart rate 80%, like 80% from what your normal? I think it's like 80% of your max heart rate. Okay. So you think of like a full on sprint, 100%, like 80% of that. So I go to F45 and S stands for like functional and it's a global franchise. I think it started in Australia, but they have locations all over the U.S. But since I moved to San Rafael, I've been going to F45. And prior to that, I went to Tribe in San Francisco, which is a client of mine. But it's all hit style workout circuit training. So we're using weights, kettlebells, barbells, Y-bells, weighted ball. There's TRX, bikes, ergs, like all the possible equipment you can possibly think of and you're moving around in different circuits. But the good thing about HIIT workouts is even after you work out, you're still burning calories because you're in a higher metabolic state than like if you're just going to jog or do yoga or something. So I found that HIIT workouts work best for me. But everyone's different. Some people don't like going to the gym. Some people would rather work out from home. So I'm curious, like what's worked for you over the years? Well, can I draw a correlation before you tie it in, before you get to the point where you tie it in? I know you've planned this, but a hit workout compared to, let's say, a cross-country run, right? Let's say you're doing tax returns is the easiest one I can think of, <laughs> you know, or, or any type of work. You know, with deep work, usually it's intense focus, intensely focused with no interruptions or anything and getting it done. You can get things done in a much shorter time frame. And yep be a lot more effective than spreading it out through the whole day and getting interruptions and all that. And, and I'm not going to link in that, the hit to like a cross country run, but you're a lot more effective and you can do less in a shorter period of time. I think that's, yeah, that's exactly what you can do. It's F45. So it's a 45 minute workout, but by the end of it, you're exhausted. You get in, get out. Uh, I've never been yeah, I've, I've played all the sports, but I've never really enjoyed just like straight running. I hate cycling. I cannot, cannot do that that's what i think that's why i like about f45 is something different every day but i think i take for granted that i grew up being an athlete and enjoying sports whereas like a lot of people young people were never actually taught how to move their bodies and so then as an adult it becomes really intimidating of i've never done this before you were how trying to, like, to teach me some gym. stretches when we were in in vegas <laughs> that's what gave you that eye opening you're like how come you can't even do this downward dog like <laughs> And I don't think I've ever really done yoga. I've done, like, I've learned how to do some stretches here and there. I've seen a physical trainer, but most of everything I've done has just been whatever I could figure out myself. I've never had anybody teach me any of that. And I've just, you know, kind of, uh, me, I've always been like the runner or biker or, or cycle and things for a longer period of time because I can have some other distraction, watch something on TV while I'm on the elliptical or listen to music while I'm out for a walk. Well, yeah, those things are easy, right? Like everyone knows how to run or ride a bike or in elementary school, you do like jumping jacks, push-ups and sit-ups, but there's thousands of other exercises that we can do. We just have to learn them. And for someone that's never, ever worked out before, I think the challenge is, is those are the only things that they know how to do. So it gets really boring and repetitive. One thing that I did for a while, so I, I had a client tribe, and so we would just, like when I first started my business, we trade services, so I would do their bookkeeping, and I did some personal training. 
but the personal training was is a really good foundation. It's like working with a professional, right? Like when you try to do it yourself versus you have somebody else helping you along the way, you're going to have, it's going to have a greater impact. So yeah. by working with a personal trainer, it can give you the confidence. Okay. Like if you're starting from nothing, so you're learning how to do all the movements, you're learning how to do a proper squat or a deadlift or a Russian twist or all of the different, the names of things and how to do it properly. And then after you learn that foundation, then you can feel confident to either go do it on your own or go to a class and you have all these tools in your tool belt. But I, th I think for a lot of people, it's just like really intimidating to even make that first step if they never grew up doing that. And then also as adults, like people sit at a computer all day and they don't stretch, which is crazy. I know I'm not a big yoga person. Like it's just too slow for me, but I did go to yoga for a while to learn those movements so that I can actually integrate that into my fitness routine. So at least I can stretch. Well, I find it very hard too. I am trying to stand up at, you know, at least once every hour. And when I'm intensely focused on something and doing work, three hours will go by without me even knowing it. And then I'll look at my watch and see, like, I definitely didn't stand up my 12 hours today because I had a couple hours where I didn't even move, right? I was just, let's say these days, I'm just like editing or, so I need reminders. Like I have my watch reminding me. I have different things. But if I'm on calls all day, it's hard to just get up during a call and say, all right, I'm going to do some jumping jacks and push-ups, you know, or burpees. Yeah. You know, in the middle of our call, I go from one call to another. So it's hard to even get up, but I like doing burpees. I, I call, I mean, I call them burpees, but I've been doing modified versions of it. <laughs> yeah. And I think the best thing too, is you have to put it on your calendar because if you're just like, oh, I'm going to do it at some point today, it's not going to happen. You have to block it out and let people know, like I'm working out during these hours, no meetings. It's, it's workout time. Yeah. If you're looking for a good book on stretching, Supple Leopard is a really good book. Supple well, Leopard. Supple Leopard. Yeah. Definitely check Sounds that out. pretty good. Chili Peppers have a song called Slow Cheetah. <laughs> Nothing to do with that, but I like the tie-in. Like the leopard. The, the supple leopard just sounds like when I envision a slow cheetah, I also think of a supple leopard. So I guess the question is for accountants who, especially during busy season, if they're short on time, they have kids, they're trying to work 12-hour days, what's the secret to fitting in fitness into your life so there's routines i've been i've been heavily focused on routines routines are like systems and processes for your life and if you could create your ideal scenario i think the first thing to do is to start something onset of the day first thing start your day with something to create that extra space to be more intentional, to work out, to exercise, whatever you can do first thing before you do anything else, that sets the tone for the rest of the day. And maybe you feel even better to go out and go for a walk too. But if you can do even like a 20 minute, 30 minute workout, and I could push the Peloton because they got all kinds of workouts on there, not just the bike, but it's, they got all kinds of different fitness routines. They got yoga classes, like boxing. Yeah. I'm sure there's like hits type stuff in there too. But anything that you can do in the morning, I think before you start your accounting day or before you put your work hat on, try that. That's my suggestion is a routine. Yeah, 
So I'm actually not a morning person. Like I will not get up to work out in the morning. Doesn't work for me. And I realized that about myself. So I actually block time out either in like midday or in the evening to work out. And during tax season, I would do that. I would, well, for a while, I would try to get up at like 5 a.m. and go. But then I realized I was just like more tired throughout well, the Well, you have to go to bed early in order to wake up early. Yeah. And so what I started doing is like instead of taking a lunch, like I would just eat my lunch super quickly, like 10 minutes, scarf something down. And then around 3 p.m., I'd go work out, come back and then stay at the office to like dinner time and then head home. But to your point about just starting, like if you just show up at the gym or you just start to go on a run and just say, hey, like if I just do five minutes, that's better than nothing. The hardest part is actually getting on your clothes and actually getting there and doing it and showing up. And then you'll realize 30, 45 minutes later, you've got a whole workout. But if you just say, hey, if I'm just do five minutes. Well, that's, that's what we talk about in our, in the, our episodes, me and Twyla on Atomic Habits. Let's shout out to uh, Twyla and, and Fresh Book <laughs> Reports. If it's just showing up at the gym, <laughs> is checking the box, just walking inside the gym and maybe not even working out. <laughs> yeah, just because, getting there. Yeah, just getting there is, is usually half the battle anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. He basically says that showing up is the habit being to show up as opposed to the habit being to do all the things that we've all got going on as parents and entrepreneurs, etc. It can just feel burdensome to think about, I have to do one more thing. Versus it feels lighter to me to think I have to show up. Um, my habit is to show up. If I don't do anything more than just show up at the gym, then at least I did that much. Keep right? showing up. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what everybody says because it may feel like you're not getting anywhere, but just showing up is, is actually enough because you're going to have really good days. <laughs> and you're going to have bad days, but the bad days don't matter as much if you showed up. Yeah, but that's what it talks about. Like, if you just have a one of your routines or one of your habits is to work out or to show up at the gym. Like, for me, it's to work out for seven minutes. And that's only because I know once you hit the seven-minute mark, there is never going back. Last night, I was going to work out just for seven minutes. I said I was going to get off after seven minutes. I ended up doing a half hour, right? Like that's just and I actually had a really good workout last night like I was it was pretty intense there was some good music on that came on and it was like I burned more or I, I had a higher score than, than the other I love how they gamify <laughs> this thing too oh like, hell yeah yeah so so I don't know I mean there's that and there's the mindset of doing something and the momentum once your momentum it's harder like it's just harder to stop than keep going at that point too yeah. And sometimes you're tired, so you make excuses not to go. But if once you start moving and you'll actually feel a lot better and you'll have a lot more energy after than if you don't do anything at all. So something I did last year was I had everybody on the team start tracking some new physical habit. And it could be just as simple as going on a walk, push-ups, pull-ups, running. Everybody had something different. And... It lasted until me and Chris were basically the last two tracking it. And <laughs> and then I stopped tracking it. He stopped tracking it. But, you know, that we have some people that are still, you know, work out. They still work out all the time. They just weren't tracking it. I Chris recently that. started again. I think I might start that again, too, because then it pulls everybody up, right? 
so maybe I need to do something like that. So I just was talking to Ashley about we're going to start doing a fitness stipend, but it's still taxable. So at the end of the day, it's just like increasing their salary, a hundred bucks a month or whatever. But I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, do I make them submit? Track it. Find some, the habit some, tracker. Yeah, because I want to make sure that they're sheet. they're using it for something. So how do I, like, that's the purpose of it is to encourage them to go out and spend $100 or whatever they can on either a class gym membership or, or yeah. gym membership or a tracker or something because that's important for me and i want to make that an important well you know part. you're not gonna spend a hundred dollars on a tracker that's a google sheet right there yeah okay. no no no. i meant like um like a fitness tracker like if they wanted to go use their stipend to pay for oh a yeah watch or something. yeah so great idea that's a good like idea is to actually have them because then we're like trying to figure out the admin event i'm like i don't want to deal with people like submitting expense you know like a receipt that they did this i just want them to know that that's what that's for so maybe that's so a good funny idea that we're accountants and we hate dealing with that stuff most accountants love that and they love tracking all of it and they want you to submit every receipt and everything. Oh, i hate admin when our clients do stuff like that, I'm like, no, we didn't make it as easy as possible because it's going to cost you like a lot more money just to offer that frictionless stupid yeah. benefit. Well, you also want to make something frictionless too, because then people won't even do it. Like that, my team, they don't even go to the eye doctor because you got to our other insurance. You had to submit all this stuff just to get reimbursed for the eye doctor, so they just didn't even go. Yeah, we use people keep for our health insurance, but uh, or not health insurance, health insurance reimbursement, uh -huh. but they have to upload their premiums and then we just put that flat amount every month but yeah so Low maintenance what other tips you got for somebody to keep physically i like the idea of a google sheet i think that worked out for us i'm gonna restart that i'll probably restart i like to do things at the beginning of a month so i'll start it in august yeah i'm writing that down i think i'm gonna announce because ashley and i'm trying to figure out how do we keep people like accountable to you and all they have to do is check a box like make yeah. it super easy for them pick a habit Whatever that one habit is, if it's put my workout clothes on, they can wear the workout clothes all <laughs> yes, day. Yes, put your shoes on. <laughs> well, all they have to do is put them on, right? And then it's easier. Like I I wear workout clothes all day just so whenever I do feel like going outside or doing something, I'm wearing gym shorts. So. Okay, so if you want to work out from home, so during COVID when there's you couldn't go to a gym and maybe you didn't want to invest in a Peloton or a treadmill or something, run outside here's what i would say like at home workout essentials are would be so first thing would be a yoga mat second thing it would be a trigger point foam roller you ever use foam rollers no yes i have yes i have i was gonna say that i have an, an idea for another swag for accounting high a yoga mat accounting high yoga mat another That's a great one. idea yeah Foam roller is a must. Uh, if you don't know how to use a foam roller, just YouTube it. Lacrosse ball. Ooh. So if you're like me, I have the tightest shoulder. So what happens when you're sitting at a desk all day is you're not using your back muscles and your lats. And so everything rolls forward and your pecs get really tight. So the lacrosse ball helps if you want to like lay on top of it and kind of get that in your pecs, loosen that up, and then also put it like along your shoulder blades where, at least for me, it loosens up that scar tissue in there. And then you can also put the lot, uh, lacrosse ball. So if you get the, the supple leopard book, there's a lot of stuff with the foam roller and lacrosse ball. And lacrosse ball, you can also put like on your glutes to loosen it. You get like tight, uh, tight hips and stuff. And then the other thing is a resistance band. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do with a resistance band. Again, like strengthening your lap muscles and trying to correct that and pull your shoulders back. 
And then a resistance band, a smaller resistance band, which would be more for your hips and glutes. So if you want to get to the point where you're actually doing proper squat, most people, if they're not doing anything, have super weak glutes and hips. So what you don't want to do is go to the gym and just start trying to squat if you haven't strengthened those yet. So if you get like a band, a, I think it's like a slingshot is the name of the brand. I have to go look it up. But uh, basically you, you put that around your thighs and then get in like a squat position and then sidestep each side. And then that really strengthens your hips and glutes. And then the last thing is a kettlebell. So like if you're going to buy one thing and learn how to do, you know, work with one type of gym equipment, learn how to use a kettlebell because there's so many different things that you can do with a kettlebell. So, I mean, I would recommend if you could work with somebody that knows how to use a kettlebell or go to like a kettlebell training class because you can literally work out every single part of your body using a kettlebell. I think Juana and Julia got me a kettlebell and I've not, I haven't used it yet. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you can learn how to do kettlebell swings, but there's all how sorts much, of different... What's the average uh, weight for a kettlebell? They have all different kinds, and it kind of depends what you're doing, right? Like if you're doing kettlebell swings, you're using a lot of your hips. Well, you said if you're going to invest in one and somebody wants to get one, what size should they get? Depends what they're, like how strong they are. But they have some sets where you can get like three. Okay. They can have different sizes, but I would say like, like maybe five, go to a 10, 15 or 15, 25, 30. Probably 15 plus. Yeah, okay. 15 to 15, 20, 30. So yeah, there's a lot of different cool movements you can do with that or using your whole body. So yeah, anyway, that's the those are the trigger point foam roller, the crossbar, yoga mat, kettlebell, resistance band, a longer resistance band, a smaller one for your hips and glutes, and then that book, The Supple Leopard, would be my at home. Those are all the things that I have. And then I, I also like, I used to go to 24-hour fitness, so I did a lot of body pumps. So if you go to Less Mills, there's some equipment you can get on there that's really nice. A barbell. So if you wanted to do like squats and stuff, and then it all comes apart so you can use all the different equipment. But That's pretty cool. Um, Les Mills has some pretty cool stuff on their website. If you, How do you spell like, that? At home. L-E-S space M-I-L-L. He's the one that started all the body pump and stuff. Cool. And for anybody that doesn't, isn't ready to invest in anything, all those things seem pretty reasonable and pretty cheap. Now, all you got to do is push-ups, burpees, stretches a lot of these things you don't need any equipment it's body weight exercise yes i mean maybe a pull-up bar but doing routines like that and just getting started then you graduate to okay now i need some weights now i think i'm ready to do this or that but you can start with your accounting high yoga mat <laughs> yeah well it's funny because before covid i always i was like that where i was like i need weights and then I started doing these online Zoom classes all body weight, but you can actually, there's a lot of movements that you can do that will, you will uh, get stronger even with body weight exercise. And if you literally Google search body weight workout, HIIT workout, like there's yoga, like whatever you're into, there's thousands of things on YouTube. So don't tell me you don't know what to do because that's not an excuse. And then I think the other part of this is what we eat because I, like, like I was talking about earlier, not a huge part. Yeah. We what I realized sleep, but that's the first thing I want to talk about usually. But eating is super important these days because nobody eats right. Everywhere I go in my life, every place I go, except California. California, they do eat very like it's so many great options there. But Mexico, like the food there, every 
packaged food. Mexico, there's this is a great law that they have or something that they have in Mexico where everything packaged has warning labels blatantly on the front. Big stop signs. They're big black stop signs that says excess calories, excess fat, excess sugar, like excess, you know, in Spanish, but it's like excess sodium, fat, calories, sugar. And the only thing that I could get was Topo Chico. I wouldn't eat anything because I'm, I I mean, I saw the label and I'm just not going to eat it. Literally, like almost every drink except alcohol. Alcohol, they don't have those labels on there, yet I know there's excess everything in alcohol, excess calories at least. And yeah, so every other drink, is, there was those labels on there. So Mexico at least is making efforts, but then everybody becomes numb to it, and they still just eat all of the junk. Everywhere here, we don't have those labels, but it's so hard to go into a store, unless you go to like Whole Foods or the stores that have everything advertised like this is keto friendly paleo friendly low carb gluten free like i gotta get i gotta buy that kind of food now yeah i mean down in the south it's definitely a little bit different than in california but Mm -hmm. honestly i would say the easiest way to cut weight is portion control like we all eat Mm. so much more than we need to and Ever since I've been working from home, I just snack all day. And it's got to the point now where I can't physically eat make big meals anymore. Because mm-hmm. when you're having these huge meals, like you're, you're going to work, you're working until like 12, and then you go out to lunch and you have this massive meal. Then your stomach gets all stretched out and then you're tired and you're sleepy and then you don't want to do anything else. Less and So you meals. drink coffee. You, so less, less meals, smaller meals. Like even if you broke up that big meal that you had and like, ate a fourth of it and then ate another fourth of it and then like save the second half for tomorrow, you would still feel totally fine. Like you would feel full, but you wouldn't feel lethargic afterwards. And so that's one thing I realized is like, I didn't need to eat that much during the day. I can actually eat a lot less. And then after a while, your body doesn't even want to eat that much anymore. Like you just, I don't like the feeling of being overly full because it makes me feel tired. Oh yeah. And it used to be where it was like, I didn't have lunch because it would make me tired the rest of the day. I never in my working life ever went out to lunch. I would always bring celery and carrots and people would just pick on me. <laughs> yeah. It was always a big joke, like Scott's eating his apple and his celery and carrots. <laughs> and that's Sometimes funny. I'd have hummus with it. Yeah. It was, but people would make fun of me. And I, that's, I, I wore it as a badge of honor because I knew I was at least being healthy, you know, somewhat. No, this, so uh, less meals, it was a joke. Uh, you, you just didn't even pick up on it. <laughs> Oh, last meal. <laughs> Got it. And you just kept repeating it. it. Just kept yeah. going. So, you know, they, but eating right is super important because it impacts everything else. And that's where weight loss starts is eating the right foods. It's not just portion control because if you eat the right things, I mean, it still shouldn't eat too much. But I'm just eating whole foods now. And I'm trying to just eat foods that are not processed. But I'm not watching my portion control. Maybe I should. That's my next phase in in becoming more healthy. You know, yeah. I just. No, I think I'll you eat, can eat. Yeah. You can continue to eat whatever. You, if you just uh, cut just what you eat by like seventy five percent, like at least twenty five percent, just to start and try to get it down to like half. Eat the oh, same. I think the eat first the thing same shit do. you've already been eating. Just cut it and try to get it down to half, and I guarantee you, you will feel way better and you will lose weight. I got another tip too. You can do that, and you could also just do what I did last year that was the first phases was not drinking sugars so the Mm. only thing i drank 
was, and I wouldn't drink fruit juices either because there's plenty of sugar in that. It was just sparkling water or regular water. That was yeah. pretty much it. Uh, yeah, everything else has sugar in it. I don't drink any sugar. That's a waste of calories for me. It's just sugar, sugary drinks, and then just like unnecessary carbs. Yeah, like that I'll was the have, next one. Garbage. Um, I'll have like carbs for dinner sometimes, but for the most part, like for dinner, it's like, ch- like lean protein or some sort of protein and like vegetables. And then during the day, honestly, like I just kind of snack all day. I'll eat, I'm like, you know, I'm addicted to is Stitos queso, like chips and queso. I'll eat that Not, during the day. That's carbs. That's garbage. <laughs> I know. I love chips. But that's the thing is like it, you know, everything in moderation. The The biggest thing is not eating out because when you eat out, that's when you have all the excess calories like butter and oil and shit that they jam, and cream that they jam into the food yeah, that the other you don't tip, even know uh, what they're putting into it. Yeah. The other tip was the oils, right? Only use olive oil at home. Get rid of all the vegetable oils. Anything that they create from a, you know... Anything that they Corn. didn't have hundreds and hundreds of years ago when we just, you know, the, the paleo diet is because we didn't have all those food processors and the ways to make the food that we do now. But what we're doing is condensing so much into something so small. We're not meant to be eating like we are. Like those oils, the vegetable oils and stuff, you're pressing pounds and pounds of vegetables into an oil. And then we're eating that concentrated amount of calories and, you know, I'm probably not doing it any justice by explaining it like this, but just stay away from those. And because you don't know what they're cooking with, right? Yeah. And they're always going to, they're trying to make it taste as good as possible. So they're going to put everything they can into it. That's why I don't like Chinese food. It's like, uh, to me, I think Chinese food is gross. It's like all just Oh, yeah. You see it at least when you go to those Japanese steakhouses. We went there on 4th of July and it's like, all right, well, this is the only time I go to this place for the next few months because I saw how much oil they put in the food. While he was cooking it, he was just dousing oil. He had an entire container of oil in that one mound of rice and... You see that there, but like when they're in the back of the kitchen, you don't see that. And you would never put that much oil on your own food. You'd be disgusted by that. So yeah. that's the key is like try not to eat out, eat out, you know, like once or twice a week. Food that. journal. That's something for somebody that's really trying to, to cut down on things. Don't even judge it. Just jot down everything you eat before you even try to start changing anything. Just look at what you're eating and try to track all of that because then at least you can identify where the unnecessary areas and we're just doing it out of inertia or we're sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden we're eating something. Like it's always the mindless snacking too. Yeah. And I think the other thing that probably gets people is drinking, right? Like I definitely drink. Oh, alcohol. Well, it's you you lose your inhibitions to not eat. Like anytime I have one or two drinks, then all of a sudden I'll eat whatever I see. Yep. Yeah. I typically only drink on the weekend, like every once in a while during the week, like maybe once or twice a week during the week, I'll have a couple beers. But for the most part, I work out in the evening. So like that occupies it. And then it's like, come home, eat dinner, watch some TV, go to bed. But I think if you're just coming home from work and it's five o'clock or whatever, what are you going to do for the next five hours? You're going to be bored. So you're going to drink. So you have to go golfing or go driving range or get into work out. Go work out, whatever let's, let's it is. This that, back, yeah. That can occupy you during that time, so you don't have the urge to drink. Yeah. Well, you can't drink and work out at the same time. That just don't doesn't work. 
I mean. <laughs> so work out first before you have that drink. Go yeah. Do that exercise and then less time to drink and less time to up. Um, yes, I'll do that. Yeah, we'll work out. Now let's get to sleep. We definitely got to get to sleep. Okay. Sleep. Princess P over here has been <laughs> working on her sleep for the last yeah. year. I don't know yeah. where you're at yet, but I have I had so much trouble sleeping last year and I was paying attention to it. That's why it was so hard because I was trying to go to sleep. So I definitely couldn't drink. Like drinking makes you think you can fall asleep quickly, but you have the worst sleep. Yeah. So I have you my wake aura up an hour later. I got my aura ring that tracks the amount of sleep and it was telling me how much sleep I was or wasn't getting when I was falling asleep. And it was just very hard for me to go to sleep at a regular time because my body wasn't used to it. I was also, I stopped taking the anti-anxiety medicine that I'd taken for my whole life. So it was just really hard to fall asleep in general. Um, I had too much on my mind. My mind is racing. So one thing I found is I would write at night, like reading works sometimes, but usually I couldn't read because I was thinking about too much. So I, I would just have the page open and just be thinking. But if I wrote it all on the page, it didn't have that much left to think about. If I just kept writing whatever came to my mind, it was just stream of conscious. Didn't even matter. I don't even go back and uh, I thought it was probably pretty good ideas. But then the next day I look at it and it's like, ah, not even that good of an idea. I don't need to do that. So, you know, just trying to go to bed at a reasonable time takes phases too. If you're trying to start going to bed earlier so you can wake up earlier because i found that i can wake up pretty early without an alarm if i go to bed at a reasonable time and that means winding down by nine i can't have my phone i don't even look or see my phone at nine and if i do it tends to bring thoughts in my head or ideas or other things that i can't shake before trying to go to bed so i don't look at my phone i don't have any tvs on or anything and i use that extra hour i try to get to bed before 11. So somewhere in that 10 to 11 range, I'm hoping to be asleep, but it'll take from nine to 10 just to wind down from the day, maybe read or do something. I can't turn the TV on because TV's on. I end up watching a whole episode and then I start another one. A whole series. <laughs> an entire series. Yeah. Like that's a binge thing. There's a trick about TV though. I read a while ago is Netflix or anything. Watch the first five minutes or 10 minutes of the next episode and then stop because any cliffhanger for a show usually is resolved <laughs> pretty early on yeah. in the next episode because they have to start or the next storyline. You know, if you, if you just have the mode to stop right after it's resolved, then you won't be watching five episodes in a row. Like we would be up till 3 a.m. sometimes watching <laughs> TV. See, I have to watch TV to fall asleep now. Yeah, well, that's... That's but on you. Mike and I ended up getting two split double XL single beds and put them together in replace of our king bed because we both just hated it. Like it was too soft for him and too hard for me. So we're like, we're just getting our own beds. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we have two kids that pretty much sleep with us still. Since I've been married, 15 years, we've had a kid in our bed. And when I started trying to go to sleep, it would be because I couldn't fall asleep with Frankie and Aria in our bed. <laughs> so I would sleep in his bed. And I had a perfect night's sleep. Nobody in there is super dark. It was very comfortable. We got him a new bed and he never slept in it. He still sleeps on our floor now <laughs> in our room. He's eight years old. It's yeah. like our, our cats in the middle of the night. So my hair ties, I always like set them on the 
nightstand and then in the middle of the night ruckus will just be like wake us up just creating chaos playing with my damn hair tie so yeah pets children like trying to i think you need to stop with the tv you can't wake up early because you're up too late what time do you typically go to bed probably between 10 30 and 11 Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, actually, it's not terrible. Yeah, that's, that's for like when Mike's enough. when Mike's working because he works forty eight hour shifts at the firehouse. Then I just work super late, and then my mind's racing. So then I have to take like a weed gummy. Oh, fall asleep. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If you so another thing that I will do in the middle of the day, and we talked about this before, is like napping. Um, napping. So yeah. If you have the ability to do that. Well, that's like that's your specialty. Nap. That's my specialty. my specialty now is I getting eight hours of sleep. Yours is, is getting the nap. So yeah. how many hours do you typically get? Like when you, on a regular night, uh, how hours do you think you get? I usually go to bed by like 11 and then I'm, my alarm's like seven, after like between seven and seven twenty. but I usually don't sleep like consistently the whole night. I wake up yeah, a lot. Yeah. So you're probably only getting six and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I wake up so many times during the night and I don't know if it's the cats and they just don't realize it or if I'm uncomfortable or what. But So that that this was the journey I was on last year and I forced myself to figure it out. And what it takes is the only way to get a good night's sleep is starting the day off right. And everything dominoes into itself. Working out, meditating, all of those things are the only way that I can get a good night's sleep. So, not working out too late too, because I used to when, oh, I, yeah, yeah. when I was in my twenties, I played soccer like four nights a week, and I would we would have games at nine o'clock. <laughs> I'd be done at ten, and I'd just be like wired. I'm like, why can't I fall asleep till two a.m.? Like it's playing soccer till. 10. Those are the two things that I and I forgot about. So to close off the sleep part is after nine, I don't look at the phone, TV, or eat, or work out. Yeah. The, and those are the things, all of those, because when you eat, your body is, you know, you don't really notice it or, or realize if you haven't paid attention, but your body's working a lot harder when you have food in you because it's digesting that. You can't eat before you try to go to bed because that's what's going to keep you up too. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. And it's hard for a lot of us if we have those routines or we have those like we feel like can't go to bed on an empty stomach. I always felt like that too. Like, so I do have to try and make sure I eat well before. And tonight's going to be a challenge, but we'll see how it goes next time. So you got any other tips? I mean, I think PE, we, we touched on the three most important things, moving, eating, and sleeping. Yeah. And then uh, this like as a, a thing to wrap this up, because I know a lot of people travel a lot. And when you're traveling, that's when it's super hard. But make sure to bring your workout clothes with you and try to get in the gym first thing in the morning. Workout clothes are the easiest thing to pack. They yep. don't yep. have to do be it. folded that well. You can roll them up and put them in the corner of your suitcase. Yeah, and even if you do it on, just do it on the first day that you're there, and that's the only time you fit it in, like that first day is, is better than nothing. So yeah, we do that. We try to do that. You, me, Kenji, Matthew, we try to get it in. Um, yeah. And we have successfully stuff. on a lot of our trips. We've all you can worked. usually do it the first day, and then after that, I'm like dead. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's all about routine. It is, but I had to finish my wraps today, so sometimes <laughs> you have more pri- bigger priorities. Bigger priorities, no, nah, nothing goes bigger. So that's another thing too: is nothing should get bigger than your routine once you set it, because. Yeah. 
that's what's going to lead everything else. And and when you say I don't have time to do this, you're prioritizing whatever minor thing yep. that's come up and making that more important than your life, your mindset, your body. And that's the fuel. Uh, that's your body is is the temple, right? It's the vehicle for everything else. Yeah, we all have 24 hours in a day and we can allocate it however we wish. Do you have any closing notes? Yeah, I mean, this is something I'm really passionate about and I love when I see other people, especially in the accounting community, that come up to me and they're like, Nicole, like I've lost so much weight or I've been working out. I just, I feel like it's, and I would also say like, if you have kids, if you could do whatever it takes to get them in sports or get them paired with someone that can teach them how to work out and give them the confidence, especially women. Cause a lot of people will come up to me like, Oh, no, you're so confident. And like, for me, it was sports that definitely created that confidence. And just the one sports is like, you're learning how to use your body, but then also you're meeting people that you, and you have to learn how to get along with a lot of different people that you probably normally wouldn't hang out with. And then you learn teamwork um, and you learn how to push yourself. So like, for me, I'd be a personal, bad personal trainer because I have no tolerance for people that like make excuses about stuff <laughs> because I played sports and I, I know that you can push yourself way more than you actually think you can. And uh, I just I just would encourage people that have kids to make sure that they're encouraging the, their kids to get involved in something. I challenge you though, when we start our accounting high PT, personal training platforms or coaching, and we coach business owners or accounting firm owners. You're gonna do the, you're gonna do the personal trainer part. So, you challenge my to, patience. To be patient. Yeah, to be. You're patient enough with me. So, I think that should translate. Yeah. No, I wasn't that mean to you when we worked out in Vegas, right? Right. Kind of. You probably. Did <laughs> I needed uh, a little bit of motivation to get better, stretch better? All right. Yeah. Momentum. I'm going to have you. I'm going to commission you for a momentum wrap. All right. Thanks, Nix. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, out. Yeah. You know what? It's Friday at Accounting High. Make varsity, no doubt. Play on, players. Play on. Okay, drop the verse. It's going down, welcome back. Team of coaches are ready to teach promotional price packaging. No doubt, accounting high, put it down. Never about the numbers in accounts, if I can figure that out. Tell me who got hot takes and tips. Attract the teams like Coach Mack did. Price and fear patterns, mindset, proactive. Still moving this forward with my homies, Matt, Queen, Dave, Kenji, the original coach trainers. Outsource teams now, good loan. Creating cultures with real owners, wow. Systems for when you're not around Cover much ground Stop breathing, slow down Getting paid is the only way Each and every day Recurring models great Get ready, open your mind Why? Learn and power your firm Free your time East side to the west side Pushing value price at accounting high We got tips in our bags Stacking up your cash Practice with the top of the class 
clients need service because people are the purpose. Lace up, it's like phys ed, it's immersive. Friday at Accounting High, let's begin. Your people are the purpose. Make varsity, it's time to level up. Level up. People are the purpose. Make varsity, it's time to level up. Level up. Your people are the purpose. Make varsity, it's time to level up. Level up. Your people are the purpose. Make varsity, it's time to level up. Lace up.